0: Thanks for coming to what passes for my house today.
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful house that you have here. Up yeah, in the do hills. you like what I've done with the place? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Up in the hills and. Uh,
1: well, I knew you were rich.
0: Well, but I you had know, no idea. Yeah, look, you've given us many seasons. Well, so. I've read
1: all over the internet that you, you know, you producers make all the money and we get paid peanuts.
0: Oh, stop it. That's not true. <laughs> we're here to clear up misconceptions, including. Well, I thought that. I'd
1: start out with a misconception. <laughs>
0: God, you are firing away already. <laughs> I mean, now the idea behind this is that there's so much chatter about the shows, even more so than when we first started making them all those years ago. And so we decided that we wanted to have the conversation ourselves, and we wanted to open up the tent, so to speak. And Yeah, uh, I,
1: I really think, like... Social media in general has it really screwed things up?
0: Well, okay. This is I'm gonna start with an awkward moment. I'm gonna start with the low point of our relationship oh, and then we'll pick it you. back up from there. <laughs> Did so this happened last week. Well that was the low point, but not a not the absolute valley.
1: Okay. So
0: I would okay. say the lowest point of our relationship is a call oh. that Doug and I put into you. Mm-hmm. Right, and this was back, this was after season 14. Yes. So I'd love to hear from your point of view. The day
1: you tried to ruin my vacation and my life?
0: <laughs> well, you know, two at once.
1: Yes, so, you know. yes. So the call you made to me to fire me? Yes. Oh, that was a great call. Probably yeah. one of the best calls I've ever gotten, ever. You didn't no. make
0: yourself available. We were trying to text well, you to, that we needed to talk, and you're like, just put it over text.
1: Well, first of all, I was camping, Okay. and there's not a lot of cell service there. So I happened to drive up to the main road just to check in at home because the kids were at home.
0: Where were you camping?
1: Akateo Wells, dirt biking. Yeah. My kids are too bougie to go to, <laughs> to camp. Just put it that way. They're like, nope, I'm not going. So I would go up to the main road, check my phone, and I saw that I had all these missed calls and then a text message from you. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, And text, sorry, I had bad cell service. Just text it to me right now and you're like um, i'd rather say this this and- is
0: this is a better conversation yeah yeah
1: yeah i think that we should have a conversation about this and then i went oh shit you're firing me i thought i thought instantly oh my god this is happening so i called you and it was you know very well you know <laughs> the network is going to go in a different direction <laughs> i'm like Okay, and, well, they've offered you three episodes, and I think I said, fuck off, and hung up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, from my point of view, (laughs) what was funny about it was, I thought that you had a sense of what was happening, and so you were, that's why you were prompting me to text it to you, because you knew that I wouldn't, because... Oh,
1: no, no, I didn't really know that was coming. I mean, every year, I think I'm getting fired. Right. Every single year, for the past whatever, And so I thought, you know, you never know if you're coming back until you know. Yeah. And I thought, like, uh, maybe Alex is just calling to give me a raise. (laughs) (laughs) And then, no, like, I was literally, like devastated, like didn't know how to pull myself out of it. Went back to the camp and I told Eddie and he's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Thank God. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, you're the devil. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, we're fine. You don't need the show. You're already over it at this point. You were exhausted. And I I really was. Yeah, you were. I was exhausted. And I think that that was showing through. And plus I was in the worst lawsuit because from somebody that used to be on the show yeah. at the time. So I was very limited to what I could say the last season I was on. And I was in not a good state of mind.
0: You had a really tough season. And before the reunion for season 14, you called me and said, I know that I'm I'm losing my job. What's the point of even going to this? And we didn't know at the time what was happening anyway. And, of course, need to show up to the reunion. But you were mentally not... In a great place with the show.
1: Andy Cohen actually told me. He called me uh. by the time I got home from my camping trip. <laughs> At least he waited till I got home. And um, he texted me. He's like, call me when you feel like talking. Yeah. And he said, listen, it's probably just pause.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, nothing was guaranteed, nothing in writing. Just d- don't worry about it. Trust me. You're going to get the call back.
0: Well, you compared b- leaving the show to a death.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because literally, like, you mourn the the I wouldn't say the cast. <laughs> yeah. You mourn the crew. Yeah, you mourn your your life to life, day to day things that you do. Because you for twelve years, I think at that point I was on for twelve years and yeah. I got fired. You know, I knew my schedule pretty much. I knew that I was gonna be filming these three, three, maybe possibly three and a half months out of the year. Then you know we would go do press, and then the show would air, and then I knew what my downtime was and all this stuff. And now I'm like do i do with my life mm. like what do i do and it really just felt like a death it was an end of of you know an era for me it was it was the end and um it was scary
0: what is the difference in your mentality now versus 2 years ago what's the difference between or 3 years ago between season 14 and season 17 how have you changed or do you think part of it was just actually needing to take a break do you think it was a case where pause actually was a good thing.
1: Yeah, the pause was actually a really good thing. Had I known I was on pause at the moment, I would have enjoyed every every second of it. Um now the pause also happened right when the pandemic hit. Yeah. So there was so much other chatter going on and and uncertainty in the world and not knowing like if anybody's going to have yeah. a job at that point. I mean, if there was ever a time to be put on pause, I mean
0: That was it. That
1: was it. Yeah. That was the best time. Um, it I think I just reevaluated everything, everything that was going on. I was probably bitching the last couple of years that I was on the show. I was highly stressed. I had developed autoimmune issues. Um, you know, Eddie was complaining all the time, like this damn show, it's all you talk about. And it's one of those things when you're not filming, you're talking to a castmate about yeah. it or you're talking to a fan about it or you're doing that, it's always on your head. And I was stressed.
0: So when you were the two years that you weren't doing the show. Um, and by the way, I have to say too, this is also where I have to give you shit, your criticisms of the show were constant and they were aggressive. They were, they, they yeah. That's yeah, so funny.
1: I mean, do you think anything's gonna
0: change? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you still had it, that's I for sure. I still had
1: it. No, I think that the hardest part for me was is that everybody wanted to do an interview with me yeah. afterwards. I mean, 12 years nonstop being on the show. They want to interview me, and I really, I mean, a lot of them I did not do at no. all, and some of them I did do, and I i mean, if somebody's going to ask me a question how I feel, I am going to answer it, and I am not going to... Yeah, you're not going to hold your tongue. No, I'm not going to hold my tongue. Yeah. But also, I'm watching a show, the first episode, second episode, third episode, every single episode I was mentioned, in, and not in a great way. I was called Lucifer. I was, all kinds of comments were said every single episode.
0: I remember you texting me, like, Lucifer?
1: I know, Lucifer, like, this Uh. is okay. So that that bothered me, you know, and I had talked to Andy about it, and he's like, well, you've said stuff. I go, it's okay for you guys to Mm -hmm. air. After I leave, after 12 years, I don't even get an exit. My exit's in the damn bushes. In the bushes. And then it's all right for you guys to air, like, all these horrible, these cast members saying horrible things about me. And Shannon, who totally ghosts me, who she will not admit it, but she basically said in scene, Oh no, I don't talk to her anymore. She lives forty-five minutes away from me, which <laughs> I do not. But I'm like, okay, and you just expect me of all people to not say a word.
0: So you and I had started talking about you potentially coming back to Orange County, and you pulled a brilliant maneuver to force the issue. Do you remember what this was? I don't remember. You said, look, Jeff Lewis is going to get Shannon and me together, right? And so we're gonna work through our issues. Yes. So the question is, do you want that for the show or not? And I'm gonna do it really soon, so you need to let me know.
1: Do you think I was lying?
0: (laughs) It's not that I think that you were lying, it's that I thought that you were being strategic.
1: Yeah, I think I might have used that to yeah. be a strategic. Yeah. But Jeff Lewis was pushing for us to get back together
0: uh-huh. and
1: to be friends again and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and if I wasn't mistaken, Shannon actually had reached out to me and just kind of, I can't remember what it was about. And then it was Mother's Day. Then I'm like, happy Mother's Day. And me and, Shan- and Vicki were both on the outs with her. And then it just started, I'm like, hey, listen, this is happening. If you want me back on the show, do you no. want me to hold off on this?
0: I just heard that was so funny. I thought it was brilliant.
1: Well, it worked. I it? thought
0: it was well-played, yeah. Well,
1: even after that, like, even after, like, okay, there is a chance that I am coming back. And then Andy threw a total wrench in everything, and he went on a podcast or on his radio show and basically said, like, I'm not sure that there's a place for Tamara. And I thought, oh, my God, that Heather DeBro, she is seriously working overtime because she had said it on her podcast or her co-host, she had a guest co-host, and he's like, well, I don't know if there's a place for Tamara on the show, because she's a blogger. Well, first of all, I'm not a blogger. <laughs> I'm a, I am ai have the number one podcast, Heather <laughs> DeBro, the number one podcast. <laughs> you should know that.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this exclusive preview of Bravo's newest podcast, Bravo's Hot Mic. In this podcast series, we're telling the real stories behind the shows you love, taking you behind the scenes through conversations with your favorite Bravo leverties and the producers who brought some of television's most iconic moments to life. If you want the full interview, make your way to bravotv.com podcast. Sign up now to unlock access to all our podcast interviews.